And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. All right, guys. Hey, uh, hopefully you hear me. Um, I'm with Jason Lloyd. This is our post-game therapy session, bitch session, gripe session podcast. The Civilized Barking Podcast. So we have switched to this live room format after the game so we can get you guys involved. Uh, we are both still in the stadium. We're about an hour and 20 minutes after that shit show. Uh, the Browns just got out coached, out everything by the Patriots. And the season is sunk except for a few things. They've lost three straight, and they're not good at really anything. So, um, Jason, I just got done with my first thoughts. You know, the Browns, one thing they do consistently well is run it. And Belichick took it away from them, and they said, okay, we'll go ahead and throw. And Bill said, okay, I would like that very much, right? And it's not like the defense gave up huge runs, but they gave up a long touchdown on third and 10. Uh, on third and one, they ran a delay route to single up Grant Delpit, and he fell down. Um, there are major, major defensive issues, and the Patriots beat them to the spot all day. And that's why they are where they are, three straight. Uh, losses, three AFC home losses already. It's October 16th in a season that's going nowhere in an organization that's really um, back to the brink. Let's just let's just go ahead. Major change of some sort is coming, and it's not Deshaun Watson coming in seven weeks. Uh, first pitch in an hour and 18 minutes. So, that's true. Because <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing good to talk about uh, from this. 12 carries for Nick Chubb obviously is not enough. Uh, I think I didn't hear it. I was actually looking. I was watching the video right before we started this. I guess Belichick said something in his post game about you can't stop Nick, but they went away from him, uh, which is kind of telling. I think you're exactly right. I think the Patriots said you want to put the game in Jacoby Brissett's hands. Okay, I like that idea. The Patriot Bill Bill drafted Jacoby, moved on from him after one year, knows all his warts and flaws, and poked at all of them today. And the fact that Brissett threw for 45 times and the Browns ran it, I think, 18 times. They were behind all day, but it was never a game until it got out of hand late. But this wasn't a game where you had to throw it. There were plenty of opportunities, I felt like, to run it throughout the game. I don't really understand why it went the way it did two years in a row now. Belichick has completely humiliated the Browns. The fact he tied Hallis here in this stadium, in this city, on this field is kind of ironic. Um, and yeah, just don't have a lot of good to say about anything. I, Zach, I said before the game, I stand by it defensively. I just don't think that's smart. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a high football IQ because when you're making the same mistakes over and over and over again, it's, I don't even think it's a scheme at that issue at that point. It's just, you know, AJ green, you got to know where you are on the field, like to run out of bounds and come back in and, and jump on the ball on the onside kick. It's a special teams play. It's not a defensive play, but it's the same concept. It's just it's awareness. It's knowing where you are on the field and knowing your responsibilities. And it's it's just just I, I said I'm doing this TikTok of the day. I'm headed over to the Guardians after this, 
And the piece I'm filing tonight is just the TikTok of the entire entire day in Cleveland. And this defense just gets beat like a dirty rug, and they get shredded like cabbage. It's just dirty rug and cabbage all day long. Okay, so I'm glad you said it that way because Jacoby's 45 throws don't tell the story, right? Of the last 26-ish minutes of the game, only three of them were competitive minutes, Mm -hmm. right? But that does tell the story of the game because Bill got what he wanted all day. And as I just wrote, if I told you, Jason, if you didn't see, if, if say the baseball team played at one o'clock today instead of seven o'clock, if I said Bill Belichick was in Cleveland and there's one team that um, ran out of bounds on an onside kick, dropped a punt, illegally batted a ball, right, uh, bailed on the run game, you would say it's probably not Bill's team. It's probably the Browns, right? Probably the Browns. Yep. Um, and, and again, guys, we're, we're doing this right after the game. You know, we're both we're both writing the, the postgame interview sessions were less than an hour ago. We haven't seen Bill's presser. Um, we can only be in one place during the presser. We haven't seen the tape of the game. But he also said something to the effect of, yeah, we weren't surprised the Browns went to the backup tight end early because that's what they did last year. So, like, if Stefanski's scripts are getting snuffed out, and, and the interception's not on the coach, it's on the quarterback because two guys are open and he waits and then underthrows the guy that was one of them that was open, right? But – the Browns have a few things they're good at. And when they get those taken away or bail on those, um, you know, frankly, a 23 point game, the final score, as bizarre as it was, reflects the, the butt kicking that this was. It was thorough. And Joe Woods, it's not all his fault, but he's in trouble because the defense is consistently getting beaten in multiple ways. The same guys are consistently getting singled out and taken care of. The special teams coordinator has made the Browns special teams no better in all his time here. Um and so you have an organization that said, we're ready to go. We're a quarterback away. We're ready to go. We're bringing back every key piece from this defense that finished last year strong. We have paid all these guys, and they paid more. They spent $400 million in guaranteed money in the offseason. And they come out, and they can't tackle. They can't catch punts. They're consistently out of position, and they are the ones making the dumbass plays um, to get you beat, not the other team. This should have been a game, one of the few times this year, where they had the advantage of quarterback. And I I don't like Jacoby Brissett. I've said all year I don't like Jacoby Brissett. I thought they should have pursued, you know, tried to upgrade that when the suspension was, was upgraded. But you should have the advantage over somebody named Bailey Zappi, who is no bigger than me. I mean, he looked like me. He should be playing quarterback for John Carroll, not the New England Patriots. He, went he played for Houston Baptist two years ago. Well, yes. that's about the same thing. Yeah, 24-34, 309 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that's embarrassing to let somebody called Bailey Zappi do that to your defense. And, and But, you, you know, Zach, I'll just go back to the same thing I've said all year. Like, you can't win without a quarterback in this league. And it affects everything else that you do. It affects it affects your entire game plan all week. It affects your in-game, your in-game situations and decisions. And as long as Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback here, this is kind of, I mean, it's, we knew it was going to be bad, but we knew it was going to be a difficult path. So you, you can be surprised at the, I guess the week to week of why, of how you got here, but didn't we all know that it was going to be a difficult road just because of the quarterback situation? Well, sure. Uh, we all knew that. And it's, it's kind of right on schedule in terms of teams have seen them. And that, that's the alarming part, right? Because what can you do? Stefanski gets in there and says, we're, we're about to be better. I know this wasn't good. He didn't even try to paint the picture of that it was even a little bit good because it wasn't. 
but what can you do other than just run it 50 times? And that's what they're going to have to do. Right. So again, they, they thought that by running and playing defense that they would be alive and, you know, maybe the, the five and one or even four and two, obviously after six was ambitious, but that's where you thought you had to be because we know what stretch is coming. And why are there two and four? Because the defense is completely no showed um, for 10 quarters. Now the quarterback has turned back into a pumpkin. And, you know, to me, it's the defense more than the offense. But today you were just baited into playing the Patriots game. The Patriots, who are a 500 team, right, who have B and C list receivers, had a third string rookie quarterback who was not long ago playing at Houston Baptist. We've already been over that. Right. They just drug you right into their game and they threw to open guys. They ran a draw play on third and 10 for a 38 yard touchdown as John Johnson ran right into the block and Stevenson jogged outside. And so even though in the first quarter you held them at the inch line and Miles got a strip sack and you left and the Patriots didn't cover Najoku running down the sidelines, all of those things that would be part of the Browns formula to sparking them winning an ugly game, instead they still get absolutely steamrolled. So it's it's just it's just bad. And John Johnson said after the game, we're this was a closer game than the score indicates, or something to that effect. And no, it wasn't. This was a butt kicking, and it's three losses in a row. Um, in Stefanski's three years, the only other time they lost three in a row was last December once things started to unravel with the quarterback, right? Teams had seen the script and knew how it went, knew how limited the Browns were. And um, this is just bad because it could, it, this could be a four or five win team, Jason, and you don't have a first round pick until 2025. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And again, that goes back to I don't understand why they settled on Brissett, why they why they they said we're going to roll with Jacoby once the suspension was increased to 11 games because you don't have a pick. You have no reason not to keep pushing chips onto the table at that point. Like you knew you do. That's what I keep saying. You knew you knew this is going to be bad. You knew and you let it happen anyway. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe Nick Chubb had 12 carries today. I keep going back to that. I can't believe it. Like, help me understand how you can play an NFL game. I'm, I'm counting up now. 12, 16, 18 carries for the Browns. 45 passes for Brissett, 18 carries. How does that happen? No, it, it, it can't happen. And it, it just dared you into it. It's one of the many coaching things of the day. I mean, right off the bat, they were extra defensive linemen. They were crowding. They were saying. And, you know, to an extent, the Browns have taken advantage of the single coverage they've gotten on the outside taking advantage of the mystery. I mean, the interception comes on a play action play and he rolls out and two guys are open and he doesn't throw it. 
and then he waits and, and throws it to Farrell Brown. And he would have another pick in the end zone if he made a good throw. Luckily, it was a bad throw, so it was incomplete. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, one of the reasons you got Brissett is not to throw the pit, is to not throw the picks, right? His career interception rate is like 1.06. Well, he's throwing picks now. Like the gig's up. It's, it's over. So it, the season is not totally lost because your quarterback of the future, you know, presumably comes back on December 4th and, you, and it's going to be a whole new offense and you're going to get to work on things. But you're not – you can't even consider yourself a playoff team or a viable threat to anything or anyone, even though you're only a game out of the division lead because the defense cannot do anything right, right? And because you have to play five more games with this offense that's been figured out, it just has. And that, that goes to coaching and quarterback, you know, and, and now Wyatt Teller's hurt. We hope he's okay. Everybody loves Wyatt Teller. Um, and, and Wyatt Teller helps this offense find that extra gear that has has to have it. The run game has to have it. So um, it just feels like a bad to worst situation. And it just feels like, okay, a rookie corner starting, Patriots go right at him. You know? Um, okay, we, we have to run the ball and, and win an ugly game. Okay, Patriots dare you into throwing and you keep throwing. Um, and, and just consistently and i know i i scrolled through the comments and i see it guys we play too much zone defense it's it's this well there was a lot of man defense out there today too where guys just got torched and the patriots took advantage but yes the, the defense is bad and i thought joe woods gave an honest press conference last week i thought kevin was by his standards completely honest uh 300 honest and saying we need to tackle better we need to be better and they weren't they didn't give up huge run plays except for the third and ten draw play but consistently guys are in the wrong place and getting schooled. And this team is, pays John Johnson a shit ton of money. This team counted on Grant, Grant Delpit as a foundational player. And he they don't, they don't have anybody else. Those guys are out there consistently performing poorly. There's no change to be made. They don't have anyone else. They have flopped. And if injuries mount, this thing goes totally off the rails. I'm looking now at just some of the, the numbers – um, it, it is, it's odd that like, I mean, that you could say the season's over. I don't think it's over. It's not over yet. It's certainly not trending in the right direction, but the Ravens and Bengals are ahead of you. If you win both of those and, and listen, is it likely they're going to win both of those? No, it's not. It's not inconceivable. The Bengals and Ravens are both also flawed. So I don't want to, I don't want it. You know, I joked with you in the locker room as we were doing, uh, interviews, is it December in Berea yet? And it feels like it's trending that way, but they can still pull the nose up on this thing over the next two weeks. They absolutely can. Not sure they will. Well, where would that start? Go, okay, look, go. Tell me where that would start. We got to win in Baltimore. I don't know how you do it. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think Lamar is just going to absolutely thrash this team. But I'm saying, like, how, how many times has Baltimore given up big leads this year? Now, are you can expect Jacoby Brissett to bring you back? No, certainly not. Again, I'm not saying it's likely, but I, I just don't feel like the season is over at this point when, you know, you still have so many divisional games still to go and you still have two big ones coming up in the next two weeks. But if I'm nuts, tell me I'm nuts. Well, you're you're right and you're nuts because we're, we're, we're acknowledging here that this the number of things that this team has to have happen, you know, which is get their early script going and establish the run, like teams have seen how to take that away. Teams have seen – and today is a glaring example. It's the most recent, but just make Jacoby throw it and he'll throw it into traffic. They, they've seen that now, right? They've seen all of the misdirection play. It, it, this feels like last December. 
right? And I don't know if Jacoby's better than Baker or not. I think he is. He certainly has played better. This team was certainly going nowhere with Baker, right? But teams have seen that. They've taken that away. And then teams are getting whatever they want on this defense, whatever they want. Bailey Zappi, 300 yards, 24 of 34. Just a shredding. Just a shredding. So the, Brown, the Browns have given up. I'm looking now. The Browns have given up the second most points in the NFL. I didn't realize that. Only the Lions have given up more. And I think this is updated through the early games. 163 points allowed. The most in the AFC easily. Dolphins have given up 155. Sorry, I'm doing this in real time. I'm scrolling and doing No, and, and I know but I know yeah, 14 of it was in the last and you know, 14 of it one was already decided today, but the the points they've given up in the fourth quarter, Jason, right? And like it's never one number that that tells the story, but like I, I mean, I w- if you told me today this morning, okay, Browns lose, I would have said, "All right, yeah." Like yeah. Yeah. Patriots are going to get their game. Stevenson's going to run for 150. You know, and the and it's going to be like a twenty-one sixteen because they pick Brissett off twice, and because they bait Stefanski into playing their game for the second time in eleven months, <laughs> right? But Stevenson didn't get half of one fifty. Nope, he didn't need to. So nope. Um, I, I can't happy through the three hundred. Yeah. Um, to to Chad who was in there and said people are kidding themselves if they think Watson shows up and everything is solved for this franchise. No one, no one with a brain is saying that, Chad. No one with, and that is its own set of issues. Obviously, the guy has major issues. Um, even if he's in the right place physically and mentally, it'll be 700 days when he's played. This eventually will be a brand new offense. He's never played with this supporting cast, with this coaching staff, whatever. You know, there there are deep, deep issues here, guys, where no one is. I know this is event session and and, you know, the format here says chime in on whatever we're talking about that second. But like the deep, deep issues are being exposed. I mean, if we want to start at the way top. Let's just say this. Every single time, Jason, there's one ounce of hope or high expectation for this team, it gets lit on fire immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, I mean, that goes to the very top of the organization. But here, where you're talking about this team taking a leap, you're talking about Grant Delpit. You know, you're talking about third year of continuity where little things are supposed to be fixed and you're supposed to accentuate your strengths even though you're limited at quarterback, even though you don't have 11 pro bowlers on the defense, right? This team chose to not have defensive tackles or linebackers. They get abused. This team heavily invested in John Johnson and Grant Delpit. They get abused. They say we have a deep cornerback group and you need it. Well, Greedy Williams can't play in the league. He's never proven he can play in the league. Martin Emerson's a rookie. He's got all the traits. Teams go right at him. He's got no answer. Greg Newsom is not having a good second year. JOK is not having a good second year. I'm starting to think that Deion Jones being here is not necessarily to replace Jacob Phillips, although he should. It's a hedge against JOK, who's not the same player right now. He's probably not healthy. But, I mean, you can count the number of splash plays he's made on one hand, and certainly none of them have been in the last two weeks. And more bad news, Miles Jarrett couldn't put his shirt on today after the game. Like, literally, I watched him. Could not lift his left arm to get his shirt on after the game. Acknowledged afterwards, it was he reaggravated the shoulder that he hurt where in the car accident. Nothing to do with the football field, but off the field uh, in the in the car accident. So that doesn't make things no. And the one guy that they should be able to count on uh, can't move his arm because he was in a car accident. Well, that's right. And and you want to talk about leadership issues with this team? I know it gets focused on, 
the head coach and the D coordinator for good reason. But you pay a guy an NFL record contract and he's not allowed in the building until the other day, right? You, you have Miles Garrett who misses a game because he does something off the field. You have Clowney not playing again. Like, wonder why you'd lose Anthony Walker. Like, wonder why you'd have leadership issues. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and this is a question we can't answer, but this is a question everybody has to ask. You know, is the lack of is it a lack of knowing how to team build in terms of maybe things you can't see or aren't measured on a spreadsheet? Or is it just players who flat out aren't good enough? And if it's a combination of both, this is how you have a five and twelve season and don't have your yeah. draft picks. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on direct TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on direct TV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Direct TV has the most MLB games. Visit directtv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Yeah, that's remarkable. You know, John Johnson, he was dropping on his little scrum afterwards and the one thing that he said that kind of irritated me was that you got to remember how young the Browns are defensively. And I tried It's such a joke. It's such a joke. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I try not to go sport to sport because it's really apples and oranges, and there's really nothing to compare. But in this instance, the first thing I thought of was, I don't know, the Guardians are the youngest team in baseball, and they're playing to advance to the American League Championship Series tonight. So it's not it's not youth. It's not youth. The Browns aren't that young defensively. They brought everyone back. These guys are now in their second and third year for the most part. Emerson's a rookie, you know, whatever. But for the most part, it has nothing to do with youth. And I think I think you hit on it, and it's something that has just become apparent in my time around this team. It's culture, it's stability, it's ownership. It's realizing that you don't build an organization by adding big names. And quarterback is the one spot where you got to have a guy. You've got to have the guy. If you yeah. don't have a quarterback, you have no chance. Sean Payton had one year in New Orleans without Drew Brees and said, the hell with this, I'm out. And yeah. You have right. to have a quarterback. You want a big name there, fine, whatever. But everywhere else on the roster, it's not just about adding the big name it's that, that's sure. not how you build a team and how you build chemistry. And, you know, today's a perfect example. You got John Johnson complaining, not complaining, but trying to offer the excuse that the Browns defense is still young. Meanwhile, the youngest team in baseball is one game away from knocking off the Yankees right. tonight. It's not you. 
and and this is what I've been saying. Like, what? And it, I'm all for Deshaun Watson, um, the the talent upgrade, and investing heavily in the the most important position in the league, right? But what has this organization ever done to show they were ready for this? You know, and when you do it, you are making a statement to your world, to everyone. We are ready. We're good at these other positions. We're a well-oiled machine. We got guys ready to plug in. We've got the maturity level to take this on. They have none of those things. None of those things. I, I'm not floored. It's some of the guys who are stinking it up because there's, you know, the lines are always fine in the NFL, Jason, and and you never know. Like just because a young player is good one year doesn't mean. But I thought a lot of these guys were better than they are. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. and I think anyone who even who wants Joe Woods fired tomorrow, and he might be, guys, he might be. Um, it's going to happen sooner than later, so why wait? Um, you know, like would say, well, my God, this team was counting on Grant Delpit. Well, my God, was Anthony, does Anthony Walker, can he ask for the Deshaun Watson contract next year? How important was he, right? Like where along the way did they really think he can play with no defensive tackles? And, you know, a third defensive end who's a 21-year-old who last played at UAB. Like, you know, there there's flaws in this whole thing. I have nothing left to say. I'm just disgusted. Like, seriously, I just, I just don't. It's this, this, this whole organization just leaves you disgusted. Yeah, um, I hear, I see it in the in the chat. A lot of upsets today. North might be one at nine and eight. You're absolutely right. If the Browns are nine and eight, then I don't, you know, I, I don't know how they get there, right? Um, we'll see. I, the the case you could make, Jason, for firing the defensive coordinator would be obviously what I said that it, you, why wait, why delay the inevitable? But you would get a brief jolt out of it, right? You would get a focused effort. You would get a different game plan, and you know, we're not deep enough in it to know whether it's they're flat out playing the wrong coverage or the flat out wrong guy is in the wrong spot for this call or that call, whatever. But it's not working. But, you know, there are 11 games left. And last year, the Browns defense did a great job against Lamar. You know, when you when you win and you play big games, you're in the right to play bigger games and more big games. And when you lose, they get more important. There were two, two and three teams here today essentially fighting for their season. And yes, it's October 16th. And yes, there's a long, long way to go. But again, the Patriots are a 500 team with a third string rookie quarterback, and they just kicked the shit out of the Browns on every level. And the Browns are not going to thrive with Joe Woods or with Mike Prefer. The book's out on Stefanski. Every time he plays Belichick, he looks like my the local youth coach, right? So that we'll is see. concerning. That is yeah. alarming. Like, I like Kevin, and I, I maintain, and I still maintain, coaching is not the issue with this team. And I know people are going to go crazy and murder me for it. I don't care. You give them a quarterback and see how much different this team looks. But having said that, I mean, Belichick is the greatest coach of all time as far as I'm concerned. So it shouldn't be – that's kind of an unfair bar to hold him to. But Belichick has just kicked Kevin's ass two years ago. Just flat out kicked his ass. Yeah. No, listen, whether you're winning the Super Bowl or playing for next year, like early in the season, you're evaluating everything, right? Where, where can we get what, what looks good? Where, where's something that we have to patch now or we're sunk? What's something we might have to patch or get ahead of early. And like, it's just not trending anywhere. It's just, Brissett's not going to give you a chance to win many more, right? The defense is not giving you a chance anybody. I mean, uh, what, what's the his name? Brandon Staley. He tried to gift wrap you a win last week. Couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> um, it, it's it's amazing. So we will dive deeper in both in print and in audio, guys, in, in terms of some of this stuff. You know, 
we almost prefer it when it's one or two plays. We're breaking down, talking, and writing. I, I think the best product that comes to you guys is that way, and I think sometimes the best discussion comes that way. But, Jason, even when I was writing my first thoughts right before we did this, I'm like, well, what was the dagger? Well, here's seven of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, this has been our live room, the Civilized Barking Podcast. Um, Go Guards. Jason's got to get to the other stadium. We thank you guys for chiming in, for for listening along. Um, There will be podcasts. There will be stuff. And there's a game next week in Baltimore. And we'll see where this goes. I, I don't think it's out of the question that major change comes for the Browns in the next 24 hours. I don't think that for it all. Yeah, I can't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I guess nothing would surprise me at this point. Uh, you know, it's funny. The Patriots game last year seemed to be the turning point for this defense. Will it be this year? Will we even have that opportunity? I don't know. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for coming.